0: It is totally my personal opinion, but anything and everything that happens in Gujarat is dramatic, okay? Do you remember the battle between people and bulldozers that happened recently? How can anyone forget? So, it is the election season for Gujarat's Legislative Assembly. The last election happened in 2017, and a lot of things have changed since then. I mean a lot. It is no wonder why these elections are in everyone's minds right now. I'm not even from Gujarat and have never even been there and I am following the development so closely. I hate to admit it, okay, but it's not just to see how the political landscape in Gujarat is changing, but (laughs) also because these elections are so entertaining. So what comes to your mind when you think about elections? For me, it's, okay... How are these candidates going to address the specific problems raging a city or a state in questions, right? Have they done their due diligence? Do they know the social issues? What are their practical plans to mitigate these, if not completely obliterate them? But the headlines have been reading. Well, let's just say it's a bit different to what I was expecting, okay? For instance, here is one. An ex-BJP MLA who jumped into a river to save lives get the morbi ticket. (laughs) so is that the new benchmark for getting a political ticket now whatever congress releases 22 point chart sheet against gujarat government ahead of elections okay i don't know how to run an election campaign but taking an offense stand space off maybe <laughs> whatever here is another one modi launches a new campaign slogan i have made this gujarat okay Okay, that sounds a bit entitled, but you know what, whatever. Honestly, all these seem like ideas that took root in some corner offices within a party's political consultant wing. It focuses more on how they plan to win these elections and not on how they plan to govern the state. But it's okay, you know, every party has its manifesto. I'm open-minded, if not anything. So I did some digging to understand the social and political climate of Gujarat today and what these parties contesting in these elections plan to bring to the table. Let's dive right in, okay? Before we get into the meaty parts, let's just get all the basic information about these elections out of the way in case you're not aware. So the Legislative Assembly elections happen once every five years. This is happening in Gujarat from 1st to 5th December in two phases to elect 182 members. The main players, which I'm sure you're aware of, are the BJP, which has been ruling the state since 1998. Indian National Congress and, of course, the Aam Aadmi Party, led by Bhupendra Patel, Jagdish Thakur and Isudan Gandhi, respectively. To win a majority, a party needs to win at least 92 seats. This will be the 15th Legislative Assembly. The 14th one is going to end on 18th February of 2023. In succession, all these parties have released their members. And if you want to know who they are, who are contesting in these elections, you can... I'm pretty sure you can find the information online. I'm not going to recite all the names here. Anyway, I think that pretty much covers the main information about these elections. So what are the main issues plaguing the state of Gujarat today, right? The issues that whoever wins need to tackle and mitigate. There is the alcohol issue. I'm sure you're aware, but on 25th July of this year, Over 42 people died and close to 100 people were hospitalized due to methanol poisoning. The victims had consumed this, assuming it was alcohol. The government said it was due to chemical poisoning, but the investigation is still going on. 15 people have been arrested and almost 475 litres of this liquid uh, was recovered. The Congress and AAP members criticized the government, which I'm sure also had a political twist to it, but the issue cannot be taken lightly, right? The state has an unsolved and illegal liquor trade that needs to be dealt with. Not to mention the drug problem. Last September, almost 3,000 kilograms of heroin was seized in Mundra Port. This had arrived from Iran. And that is quite a lot, right? But it was not the end. The same thing happened again in May and July of this year, wherein 52 kgs and 72 kgs of drugs were seized again in the same port. Of course, when a political party messes up, it's a field day for the opposition. So naturally, Congress and um, Admi Party criticized the BJP government for not doing anything about the drug syndicate that seemed to be operating from the port. And I have to agree, you know, there has not been a resolution so far and we need to see how this will be handled in the future. Then there is the good old corruption problem as well. Congress and Ahmadmi Party heavily criticized BJP and especially Asit Vora about an exam scandal that happened in 2021. Almost 88,000 people appeared for 186 head clerk's vacancies. It seemed like the question paper was leaked and sold at a cost of rupees 8 to 12 lakhs. The exam of course was later annulled and a new examination date was announced. I guess it's sad for people who ended up paying so much money. <laughs> anyway, this is just one instance, right? But I'm sure like in any other states, corruption is one of the biggest problems that that needs some resolution speaking of issues just like in any other state the farmers are unhappy and are demanding adequate power supply to save the crops the electricity problem in 2022 seemed or rather the electricity problem in 2022 seems so antiquated and one must do something about that as well so one of the biggest issues for people in gujarat also is unemployment there were 4 lakh people registered with the state's Employment Exchange Department in 2021. That is an astronomical number. We keep hearing these parties giving out these many jobs and that many jobs, thousands in numbers, but the unemployment problem seems never to go away. And the and the price rise, another big issue for the state, does not help either. Of course, Congress held many protests on uh, several cities in Gujarat against rising fuel prices and inflation, i mean they even brought empty lpg cylinders to drive home the point i mean talk about the extra efforts for symbolism right uh clearly the communications and marketing teams there need a raise uh, i'm just going to go ahead and say that so yeah a lot of big issues for the political leaders to address going forward so how does each party hold up right that's that's really the big question here let's look at am Admi party they started campaigning in gujarat from 2nd of april with a padyatra Classic. Then in May, they announced an alliance with the Bharatiya Tribal Party for the elections, which, however, was uh, called off in September. So one of their main promises is the Rozgar Guarantee Yatra. You know, registering the unemployment youth of the state with a promise to provide job opportunities. If one. Big if. (laughs) This is good, since as I already covered, unemployment is one of the big issues in Gujarat right now. So this is what he had to say, and I quote, To find solutions for the agony of the unemployed youth of Gujarat, the Aam Admi Party is starting Rozgar Guarantee Yatra in North Gujarat from Thursday, where we will cover three districts in the next 11 days. Our party will cover 21 Vidhan Sabha constituencies in these three districts, where we will hold more than 40 public events. We will create a database of unemployed youth in these districts so that our party can work on a roadmap to provide them employment once chosen to power. We will also connect to the youth regarding the employment guarantee given by our leader and Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal. BJP has started a miscommunication drive against Arm Admi Party since the day Kejriwal announced to give 10 lakhs jobs in Gujarat. We are going to talk to students to explain to them how this target is going to be achieved. Well, that's well, that's pretty good. It's not just the what they're going to do. It's also how they're going to do it. And that's something that's, that's missing in all of these political manifestos. So, and I appreciated that, of course. Now, do they actually have a plan or is it a ploy to come to the power? Of course, remains to be seen. As of now, Isudan Gadvi has been announced as Am um, Adni Party's Chief Minister Candidate for the election by Kejriwal. I'm just gonna quickly brief through their manifesto, okay? Free education in government schools, free and quality healthcare facilities for all, 15 lakh government jobs and rupees, 3,000 monthly unemployment allowance, a monthly allowance of rupees 1,000 for women, 300 units of electricity every month, 2 lakh rupees worth of loan waivers, minimum 12 hours of power supply for irrigation, compensation of rupees to 20,000 per acre of land in case of crop failure, good salary benefits for tribals and village heads, 1 crore compensation if a policeman was killed in the line of duty, etc. Sure, it does check a lot of boxes based on the issues that I talked about before. Again, the question remains, is it doable, right? These promises of almost almost a utopian and socialistic state can surely appeal to a lot of people. I'm not going to disagree on that. I would focus more, again, on how they plan to achieve this over what their actual plans if they come to power. I do feel that the BJP, on the other hand, is confident in securing the majority in the state, The Prime Minister held um, roadshows in Surat and Bhavnanagar in September. They launched a progressive Gujarat campaign, seeking uh, public opinion for the party's manifesto. The BJP state president, C R Patil, said, and I quote, Long-term promises are in the pipeline. People are happy with BJP and there is no anti-incubancy. In the 2022 elections, we will win with a record number of seats. Before this, we need to know the people's suggestions. Okay, um, so so what are these long-term plans and what are the statuses of these as of now? No one really knows or maybe people know and I was not able to find a lot of information on that. People really need to seek out before electing their new leaders, right? Let's just keep that as a baseline for any election going forward. Now, then there is Congress, right? They started campaigning on 5th of September and promised free electricity, farm loan waivers up to um, 3 lakh rupees, 10 lakh jobs, compensation to families affected by the pandemic, LPG cylinder for 500 rupees, free education for girls, 3,000 new English medium schools and subsidy to dairy farmers. They even protested hard against... Uh, price rise and unemployment they went door to door handing out promise letters okay let me tell you what they are they basically are letters outlining eight promises of congress and four failures of the bjp i'm gonna be honest this this seems like a great strategy and they plan to hand out these to all of 55.5 million gujarat people before the elections Again, the manifesto remains quite similar with reforms and plans for employment, healthcare, education, corruption, agriculture, price rise, pension schemes, and compensation for soldiers. But based on the way how these promises are just so flippantly given to people, one must think, right, is it so easy? To employ these and all it takes is five years by any party so that begs the question why hasn't these been done already right I talked about how antiquated electricity problems in 2022 are if it's so easy to give out free electricity as promised by these parties why does this problem still exist even during the 15th legislative assembly elections Well, I don't know what to think, okay? The people have a tough decision to make, or maybe not. Maybe they already know who they want to vote for. Be that as it may, following the developments here has been super freaking interesting. I wonder if things will remain this interesting even in the um, Himachal Pradesh elections. But that's all for today's episodes, okay? Who do you think will come out strong in these elections? Think it over, and don't forget to go and vote.